Um, so that's a reading that's going to begin um, in um, Luke chapter 11, and what you can see um, starts at verse 5, but I'm going to start from the beginning of the chapter, uh, you'll see why. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. Uh, uh, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside says, Don't bother me. The door's already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? What's an ordinary question for you? What's an ordinary working day like around Jesus? Ordinary day with Jesus. Uh, what sort of picture do you have in mind? Could it be something like, do you picture something like that? An ordinary working day around Jesus. And there you are, you're a close disciple of Jesus and Jesus asks, who touched me? What? Who touched me? We'll come back to that story in a moment. Look at the scene. How does it feel to you? Is it just a crowd or a journey going somewhere? I became a Christian at university and the thing that most surprised me at that time was how interesting the Bible suddenly became, especially the gospel narratives. It was as if I was now in the scenes, part of the story. We've just welcomed Theo with his family into the story we now all share. That's a celebration and an adventure. Making Jesus known just by being ourselves. Ourselves in this gospel story. There's a, a display up and it goes down this side and then right at the far end by the glass doors, and then into the font area, uh, the traditional font area uh, there. And I'm talking a little bit about that. Uh, and that's the whole narrative of Luke's gospel. Uh, we put up some photos and some maps and a little bit of artifacts to give it some feel, but that's the whole sweep of the narrative. 
so let's get it that uh, in the story feeling. Let's get that uh, uh, feeling now for a moment or two this morning. Luke tells us that he's using eyewitness accounts and things that have already been written, and he tells us what he's doing. He's making a rich but easy-to-follow storyline. He introduced himself right at the beginning. Then the story really begins. Now, in a musical, you have a big song near the start to set the register, to get the audience clued up and fully engaged. Luke has three. First up, Mary. My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. There's going to be a huge turning upside down of everything oppressive. Promises are translating into action right now. Next, John the Baptist's dad. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he's come to redeem his people. These promises have a history grounded in one people's relationship with God, the God who rescues, redeems. And then, after Jesus has been born and is being presented at the temple in Jerusalem, a wise and big-hearted old guy called Simeon has his big song. What about these for lyrics? My eyes have seen your salvation, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Pretty inclusive. Hold on, rewind, I've missed something. The shepherds. The shepherds get the best seats in the house for the first chorus. Only the whole of heaven singing. Shepherds, poor laborers, inclusive or what? And that's just the first board. Even before the end of that first board, Jesus, now around about 30 years old, is figuring out exactly what God has called him to do. And he goes into the wilderness. He goes into the wilderness to get absolutely grounded. Then from that place out and into Galilee and around Galilee. But I'm not telling you all that. You can read it for yourself. In fact, there's a special offer on today. Uh, David Suchet. You can listen to David Suchet reading this. There's some details over there. The special offer's not just for today. Uh, of course, it's for every day. Uh, Bible app, that has David Suchet on, and YouTube have it. I'm just saying I love uh, listening while I'm doing the washing up uh, uh, once a year, Christmas Day. Um, <laughs> so all along that wall, uh, we journey with Jesus uh, as he ministers, as he teaches. And at the very end, he reaches Jerusalem. A very high-stakes contest. A contest of authority. A contest around the temple in Jerusalem. And that gets us to the end of the wall. And then across, at the very back there by the glass doors. It's a quieter moment. It's tense. It's private now, the intimacy of friends, people familiar around each other. In an upper room, up away from all the noisy street theology. A meal for remembering. 
then out to the hillside where all the olive trees are. A single figure kneeling, pleading, wrestling, and resolving, and a gang moving in on him. There will be abuse and humiliation, great pain and death. You don't need me cranking the drama. Most of us reflect best on these things in a space that's personal, even private. Then comes a Sabbath calm. The son and father rest from labor, the works complete, the battles done. Those close to Jesus in profound disappointment, inconsolable grief. But the story has a huge surprise. The ending turns out to be the beginning and Luke will need to write volume two. So why set up the gospel as a walk-through walk narrative? Well, one answer is that I like to see the whole of something before I settle down to concentrate on one particular part of it. And another is that the patterns stand out. When I see the whole of something, the patterns start to stand out. I'll show you what I mean. Here's a couple of those patterns that jumped out at me. One was prayer. Just go through and find all the places that Luke tells us about Jesus praying and where those places come in the story. You can Google when did Jesus pray and the majority of gospel references will be Luke's. Matthew, Mark and John definitely have a praying Jesus, no question, but in Luke it's almost a drumbeat, like a pulse. First theme, then prayer. Second theme that hit me, and always does, is just how unexpected the cast list is for this kingdom of God in action. Every now and then I have to remind myself of something, that the purpose of the Bible study is to bring us to prayer. Now I love all the photos and I love the maps and I love the pattern spotting, but the purpose of the Bible study isn't for pub quizzes, and that's great. The purpose of the Bible study is for prayer, to bring us to prayer, to pray with greater confidence, to pray with greater desire. And what could that mean, praying? It's personal. Uh, we're beginners, I'm a beginner, we're all beginners. Kindergarten, if you see the German, Reception class, we're all beginners, and I offer what I'm about to say only on that basis. Maybe it's just knowing myself open and seen, but with that, knowing that my creator is for me, that I'm loved. What else could prayer mean? Perhaps glimpsing God's beauty in creation, in how folk are with one another, in this wisdom treasure we call the Bible, glimpsing God's beauty and sensing a return glance, like a look of invitation. What else is prayer? 
Sometimes our troubles are too much, too tangled, too messed up, probably beyond hope, unless only God can make a way. And my challenge is to trust, to hold on and trust. And the promise I want is that I will not be alone on that path. Sometimes when I reflect, wonder what the prayer's all been about, sometimes this is helpful, just noticing what came to mind then or a little while after, noticing what uh, came to hand, what came my way, what the material resources, what came to hand, and then how did it all turn out, what in fact came to pass. In uh, Matthew's Gospel, uh, like us in church when we say the Lord's Prayer, uh, it, it'll say, Our Father. And I find that as possibly the most inclusive phrase I ever say when I think about it. Our Father, who willed us into existence, wills us into abundant life. In Matthew, Our Father in heaven that beautiful Jewish dignity. But in Luke, our reading today, it's straight and direct. It's persistent and it's bold. It's knocking because you want an answer. I need both. I need the dignity of Matthew, but the directness, the persistence that Luke points out. It matters when um, remarkable things happen, and we want to sh share those stories. But not sometimes to be so dominated by the spectacular that we don't look at the reason behind it. It's relational. Transform lives. Transformed relationships. And we'll have a look at those now. And I've picked out three, just nice and quickly. Uh, first of all, uh, Jairus has a daughter. He's the leader of the synagogue. His daughter is extremely poorly, gravely ill, and he wants Jesus to come and heal her. And Jesus is on his way to do that, like the crowd scene, the photo at the beginning. But there's another story sl spliced right in the middle of Jairus's daughter needing healing. Jesus is on his way and there is a woman and her condition would mean that she is very disconnected from her community identity. All the things that would be normal for a Jewish woman to be doing, she cannot do. She is right on the edge. She slips into the crowd, she gets close and she touches Jesus. And Jesus says, who touched me? You see the question, who touched me? It's not, I know this crowd is here, I noticed them. Who touched me? And he hears her story. At the end of that, he calls her daughter. He calls her daughter. He was on his way to meet the needs of the synagogue leader's daughter. And this lady from the edge is called by him before he even gets to Jairus' house. He's called daughter. A transformed life, transformed relationships, I think so. The second one's a good one I picked out, I picked out three. Second one, uh, a leper. And uh, uh, when the leper is healed, Jesus says to him, uh, go to the priest and the priest has to check you over before you can rejoin the community. And um, uh, 
so if, if you've got a, a bit of a queue for a GP and you've got a nasty rash, uh, I don't think the church necessarily does that so much now, but uh, uh, there was uh, a way that you could go to a priest and, and, and get uh, some assistance if you're a leper. And Jesus healed this person who's now gone from outside the community to be inside the community. And lastly, uh, um, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus up a tree. You remember the story? He's up a tree. Uh, he's a short guy. He can't look past the crowds anyway. He doesn't think he belongs close to Jesus, but Jesus is coming through Jericho and he wants to see him. So he gets up a tree. And Jesus notices him and calls him down from the tree. And uh, Jesus says, you're going to be a host. Now, this is remarkable. Now, do you remember that Monty Python? I mean, it is almost first century. It's a very old film, almost as old as me. And uh, uh, Monty Python, Life of Brian, what did the Romans ever do for us? Aqueduct. They always say aqueduct. I can remember the aqueduct. Can you remember in the other ones? I was trying to list them last night. Just call them out if you've got them. Roads. Sanitation, good. Oh, education, education, good. Uh, anything else? You forgot the wine? Wine, yeah, pretty good. Underfloor heating. It's a good list, isn't it? I got sanitation, roads, wine, bath, uh, medicine, education, irrigation, safe streets, and peace. What's not in that list? Big thing missing. Zacchaeus is a clue. What's missing? Taxes. Absolutely. What's not in this list? What did the Romans do for, uh, for us? Taxes. This is tax farming. It's the biggest swindle going. And Zacchaeus is at the center of this spider's web. He is not poor. And he didn't get rich in a nice way. This guy could not be further from the center of this community. Everybody knows him. Everybody knows he's bad news. A life transformed. Relationships transformed. Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. What this community know about themselves? Descended from Abraham. How much has Zacchaeus traveled in those few moments? He's the host that day. Wonderful. And just one more thing, nice and, uh, and quickly. Uh, do you remember that bit where um, uh, Jesus is thought by his family to be absolutely bonkers, balmy, and they've come to try and rescue him from that situation, and they're waiting outside because of the crowd, and Jesus is told, your mother, your brothers, they're here. And you can imagine them shifting from you know, foot to foot, thinking, you know, how they're going to extricate it from this situation. And Jesus said, my mother, my brothers, those who hear God's word and put it into practice, these, says Jesus, are kin to me and to one another. That road to Emmaus, towards the end of our gospel journey. Um, the road to Emmaus. Some stories are told at the table. Some stories we tell are told at the table. And some as we walk along. Some as we go to tell others and let them tell us. But always Jesus is there, intimate as with friends. 
and blessing the bread. If you have time to follow the flow of Luke's story during this Lent season, to perhaps get some sand in the sandals, if you have time for Luke's uh, story, I'm very, very sure there will be new gems for you on that journey. Thank you.